Hello, Blue Jays. Welcome back to the Johns Hopkins Newsletter Podcast for another episode. I'm Helen Lacey. We at the newsletter are excited to share the ins and outs of Hopkins with you. From recaps of pressing Hopkins news, interviews with notable community figures, to peeks into daily student life, make sure you tune in every other Thursday. Recaps. Dissenters at Johns Hopkins University organize vigil to mourn Palestinian lives lost. On October 23rd, Johns Hopkins University dissenters organized the event Candlelight Vigil for a Free Palestine. It was a place for students to mourn the lives lost in the Israeli-Hamas war, which started on October 7th with Hamas's surprise attack on Israel and resulted in Israel declaring war on Hamas. Students who attended the event had a variety of perspectives on student participation in political issues. The event organizer discussed how much they appreciated the number of students that showed up and how meaningful it was for them to see people share personal stories. The event started with two minutes of silence for the lives lost, and a few students spoke about their experiences with and opinions on the ongoing conflict. They also took time to learn two songs in solidarity with Palestinians and read poems in Arabic and English. Lastly, there was an open mic opportunity for any students who wished to voice their opinions. In an interview with senior Fikr Semen, she said, I feel like there's not a lot you can do with students, so being involved in these events is really important. In another interview with a student using a pseudonym, Kisa, discussed the university's response to the situation. She believed the administration should speak more about the conflict to the wider community, not only among their inner circles. The Assistant Vice President for Media Relations and News, J.B. Bird, wrote in an email to the newsletter, The university is focused on supporting our community through a difficult time and working together with our students to fulfill our educational mission as a place that welcomes and supports every member of our community and endures that everybody's voice is heard, especially when the topics we are discussing are challenging ones. He also wrote, We urge all members of our community to look out for and respect each other's well-being. We have lost sight of the bigger picture in Gaza. Hamad Hamad, a Master's of Public Health student at the Bloomberg School of Public Health, shared his opinions on what should be pondered at times of conflict and violence. He started by questioning whether addressing global conflicts with more destruction and violence can be considered, quote, solutions, end quote. He discussed how while politicians argue about who is to blame, governments restrict freedom of speech. For instance, in Israel, even a single social media post supporting Gaza could result in arrest. In addition, he called for the prioritization of protecting civilian life through a ceasefire above all else in the Israel-Hamas war. He ended by stating that regardless of opinions on who is to blame, peace starts by standing up for people in vulnerable positions. Hamad claimed that, in this conflict, it is the people of Gaza and called on people to stand for the betterment of the world rather than its destruction. Hopkins community partakes in walkout in solidarity with Palestine. On October 30th, Johns Hopkins University dissenters and Speak Out Now organized a walkout in solidarity with Palestine following the vigil held last week. The walkout served as a platform for the Hopkins community to voice their demands to the university administration and featured speeches from various community members. Dissenters presented four key demands to the university administration. First, they called for divestment from weapons manufacturers like Boeing, Raytheon, and Lockheed Martin. Additionally, they demanded that the university publicly call for an immediate ceasefire, an end to Israel's siege on Gaza, and an end to U.S. military aid to Israel. 
They also urged the university to publicly condemn Islamophobia and anti-Arab racism and hold individuals accountable for racist actions. Lastly, they called for dedicated mental health resources for Palestinians and all groups affected by the ongoing conflict. Kisa, a student leader of the event who used a pseudonym, emphasized the importance of these demands in making students supporting Palestine feel safer and more supported on campus. She highlighted the need for the administration to address the treatment of Muslim and Arab students. Speakers at the walkout also raised concerns about the lack of resources and security for Muslim and Arab students. Kisa pointed out that enhanced security, supportive events for pro-Palestinian students, contact with the administration, and improved education on the conflict are essential for addressing the issues faced by the community. Reina, another attendee, expressed support for the walkout's demands, but remained skeptical about the university's willingness to act. She underscored the importance of engaging with the administration to create meaningful change. In addition to the four demands, the walkout aimed to educate students about the conflict and provide a sense of community for pro-Palestine individuals. Over 200 people from diverse backgrounds attended, including Jewish students and a faculty member. Speeches covered a wide range of topics, from the experiences of Arab and Muslim students on campus to questioning U.S. financial and military involvement in the conflict. Attendees chanted, Free Palestine and Cease Fire Now. Spoken poems and songs followed the march in front of Gilman Hall. Megan Christen, Director of Strategic Communications, reiterated the university's commitment to supporting the Hopkins community and ensuring their safety. She highlighted the university's responsiveness to reported concerns and emphasized that student safety is top priority. Public safety resources, such as the escort program, are available to students. Men's and women's soccer faces off against Haverford. Hopkins women's soccer team faced off against Haverford College on October 21st at the Homewood Field. Hopkins team had an unbeaten streak of 11 games and better overall record compared to Haverford's. Within the first 10 minutes, junior Kate Sullivan netted two goals. The first goal was after receiving Mega Salvi's pass. In the second half of the game, Blue Jays continued their scoring trend with graduate student midfielder Lyndon Wood knocking in her first career goal. Wood said, I was ecstatic at my first goal. It was actually my first career goal. I have played defensive midfield and center back all five years of collegiate soccer, so it's not often I find myself in scoring opportunities. She also talked about how special the experience was, especially with her family watching. She mentioned how the team has improved since the beginning of the season. The first goal we scored was textbook buildup and really summed up how well we are meshing together now. I think we have grown together so much since the beginning of the season, from a good team into a great team. Men's soccer also went against Haverford over the weekend. The men's team entered the game with a 9-3-3 record and a 4-2-1 standing in the Centennial Conference. They made their first goal in the 35th minute, with sophomore midfielder Jackson Shapiro delivering a pass to his classmate defender Will Andrus, who made a run from the midfield. Junior midfielder Ian Wamond struck a shot into the right post, giving the Blue Jays the lead. Throughout the game, Hopkins maintained a 15-12 advantage in shots and a 5-4 lead in corner kicks. Senior goalie Drew Valsamidis made two saves for the Blue Jays, while Dylan Iferretta recorded five saves for the Fords. Now, let's move on to our wrap-up. Here's what to watch and watch for according to our arts section. Cowabunga, Ralph Barbosa's third special, though the first one released by Netflix, came out on Halloween. Priscilla, directed by Sofia Coppola, 
is an unconventional A24 biopic about Priscilla Presley, Elvis Presley's wife, which came out on the 27th. Based on the 1985 memoir Elvis and Me by Priscilla Presley herself, this biopic gives an alternate perspective on one of the most famous rock stars of all time. Now, onto a rapid-fire recap of science news. Melting of critical ice sheets in the West Antarctic may become an inevitable result of climate change. A new model shows that the West Antarctic ice sheet will melt in the coming centuries, and human efforts will not have a substantive enough effect to stop its melting. The sheet contains an amount of ice that could raise sea levels by 5.3 meters. Abnormal gut fungal microbiome found in people with severe COVID-19. The gut microbiome, which refers to the microorganisms such as bacteria and fungi in the gastrointestinal tract, is known to interact with many systems in our body, including the digestive system, the immune system, and the central nervous system. A recent discovery elucidates the impact of the gut fungal microbiome on immune response in severe COVID-19 cases, adding to existing evidence of the gut microbiome's important role in human health. A molten rock layer surrounds the liquid metal Martian core. Although NASA's InSight Mars lander has retired its hard work in recording seismic waves on Mars between 2018 and 2022 has proven fruitful in a recent endeavor that proved the Martian core smaller than previously expected. Domestic cats engage in social interactions through facial signaling. Cats are traditionally considered a more independent and solitary species than dogs. However, a recent study documented facial expressions in domestic cats that suggest more complicated social interactions than previously expected. Now let's check in with the Blue Jays competing all over the country. Men's soccer plays Washington College in the Centennial Conference Tournament this Friday in Chestertown, Maryland. Men's and women's cross-country team is competing in the Mid-Atlantic Championships at Eastern College Atlantic Conference in Towson on Friday. This weekend, the men's water polo team is going against Mount St. Mary's, Navy, and Wagner throughout Saturday and Sunday. And, as always, live video and stats can be found at hopkinsports.com. Go hop! That's all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. For more in-depth news, you can visit our website, www.jhunewsletter.com, and find print editions of our paper around campus. The Newsletter Podcast is produced by Helen Lacey and Shirlene John. Audio production by Harrison Rosenblum. Script written by Claire Park. Production support from Abby Tushman and Yana Mullaney. Thanks again for listening.